The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voice of Search podcast. Today, we're going to hear about SEO localization and intent from one of the leading companies in the payments and finance industry. Joining us is Sebastian Edgar, who is the global SEO lead at Square, which is a company that builds common business tools in unconventional ways so more people can start, run, and grow their business. Yesterday, Sebastian and I talked about the strategy for website localization. And today, we're going to talk about some of the operational tactics for enterprise international expansion. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Sebastian Edgar, the global lead of SEO at Square. Sebastian, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Hey, thanks, Ben. Excited to have you back on the show and continue our conversation. Yesterday, we talked about the strategy behind international expansion. How do you think about who the customers are? What's the market you're expanding to? What's your TAM? What are the resources you should be using? All right, great. We've found a market. We're moving from the United States to... Canada, UK, and Australia, other English-speaking markets. And maybe, hey, let's throw in some Spanish-speaking markets as well. We realize that Spain and Mexico are also good fits for our products. So how are we thinking about actually going through internationalization once we've said, all right, here's the markets, here's the user bases. We feel like there's a market need for us to expand. What's the first thing you're doing if you're expanding into a new market to actually make it a reality? Yeah, internal partnership with your internal teams. I know we spoke about this a little bit in the last episode, but it is worth a recap. And if your company does not have an internal localization team, I highly suggest that you you start a conversation because it's going to make it that much easier. Because ultimately, that means that all of your content, all of your websites can actually be 
I don't want to say create it automatically, but you will have the opportunity to have a team that, that is actually then responsible to localize and create each of these individual pages in each of these markets. So your head goes to people first, which is interesting to me. I assumed it would be, let's figure out local keywords and let's figure out sort of technical, let's build the website and then pipe in the content. You're like, no, people first. Let's go down that rabbit hole. When you think about figuring out the people you're going to need to expand to multiple different countries, you know, enterprise scale expansion, what are the list of people, not just the translation team, but who else are you working with? Yeah. And a quick note on, on why I started with people and not actual tactics. It's, it's interesting you, you notice that. But the reason why is ultimately internal collaboration is going to be key because it doesn't matter how many initiatives, how much research I have. If no one is there to implement it and help us get our work done, it's going to become useless. So... That for me is the biggest piece. And even in consulting days back in search metrics, that was my first question. How does your internal resourcing look like? I was working with teams back in search metrics where they were talking about resourcing for Japan or expanding to Japan, for example, and working on the Japanese market. And my question was like, okay, well, do you have a local market team? Do you have a local market owner for a Japanese market? Do you have content folks in Japan and so on and so forth? And their answer was no. And ultimately, what that told me is like, it doesn't matter how much research I do right now. I don't want to say it doesn't matter. It does matter. But it's like, I could have the keyword list on everything done. But ultimately, there will be no one who is going to have the ability and bandwidth to apply it and help us out in this endeavor. So ultimately, that's why the first thing that I say is like, understand how is the company willing to resource on this international expansion? How are they going to resource? And who are they going to be resourced for? So that gets me to my to your question there. No one localization should be your strongest internal partner. 100%, no questions about that. Your second strongest internal partner should be, and this is really going to depend on, on your company, but it's like the product owners. A lot of companies, they have specific product owners for you know either one product, or like product set and whatnot, because ultimately they're responsible for the metrics for their own product or vertical. So they're, they are going to become a very big stakeholder because you could get more design creative resources from them if the data that you're able to bring to them is compelling enough. And then obviously, number three is going to be tech resources and resources. If your current team, you want to make sure to put in any sort of like technical specifications, even the hreflang tag conversation is the first that comes to mind, but that's a loaded conversation. And you have to make sure that your dev team is able to take on the load of implementing the right uh, technical expansion system in place. Okay, you're doing a little cat herding here and you're basically saying I need either some general management or some localization prowess, somebody that speaks the language. I need my product team and I need my technical team, some engineering resources. Let's say hypothetically we have about 50% of those resources available. We don't have anybody local in the market We've got a product team and not enough engineering resources. Are you going to an agency to backfill some of those spaces? Are you trying to hire a headcount? Are you bringing in contractors? What's the play there? Yeah, probably probably a bit of both, what you mentioned. So definitely the agency. I think the benefit of, of working with an agency is obviously depending on the scope of agencies, but it's their network. It's a huge time saver and they're able to get you... Yeah, they're able to get you specific headcount. Well, I don't want to say headcount, but like resources 
in, in the country that you're looking for. So yeah, number one, I would say is definitely agency. Number two, I would say is see if you're able to get headcount yourself as well. Because ultimately, you want to hire someone who can help you with the launch of the site, but also the maintenance of the site moving forward. And this is something that you know you can't forget. Ultimately, you, you have an investment to launch in a new market, then you want to make money from that new market. And so you want to make sure that you can then maintain that market. The agency is going to help you with a lot of these initial research fees. So even if you don't have initial headcount first, I think that's completely fine. But you want to make sure that by the time the market, you're launching that market, you do have dedicated headcount. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. So using the example that I said before, hey, we're expanding to other English-speaking countries. We're going to the UK, we're going to Canada, we're going to Australia, and bah, let's throw in some Spanish-speaking countries too. We're going to say Mexico and Spain. You know, obviously you need someone that can speak the language. Spanish is a separate language, but there's a pretty drastic difference between how you're going to localize from Mexico to Spain, and even within Spain, you know, there's Cotillion, there's sort of traditional Spanish, you know, a lot of nuances in terms of how the language is managed. If you don't have the resources to manage somebody on the ground in every market, can you get away with, you have basically a Spanish localization expert, or are you, you know, hiring somebody in-house to be the GM of internationalization, or are you using an agency to bring in that local feel? I think you could get away. But again, like if we're talking about languages, it's so complex between Spain, Spanish and, and, and Mexican Spanish. You know, it's, it is a very different language. You look at Latin America, it is going to be completely different across the board. So you could have a specialist, but then can that person be a bit of a jack of all trades in terms of understanding the nuances between each of these markets? You know, even our, our Switzerland example in, in the last episode, you could have someone who's responsible for EMEA, German, but then there would have to be understanding of like Swiss German piece. Let's be honest, do I think it should be one person for each of these? That might be a little bit excessive. I think you could get away with having one person who is a specialist in that specific language and then work with an agency who has specialty in each of these market nuances, right? Spain with Catalonian is a great example. And so you just something you... Does that mean that now you should hire for like 
person for Spain and one person for Catalonia? Probably not. Probably just had one ownership of Spain, but then working with the agency who understands Catalonia and can give you that information yourself. Okay, so we go through the resourcing process and you get everything from your localization team, your product team, your engineering team. You're all staffed up and you're ready to go. How do you actually go from, great, we've got everybody in a room, we're going to start working on international expansion to the sites are functioning and we're measuring business results? Yeah, that's where you get into the tactical piece. So with that, it's you better make sure that... Well, I don't want to say you better make sure, but I think you want to use this time and leverage other teams and make sure by, by the time you launch, you have all your pages actually SEO optimized. I think a lot of people have this sort of like MVP mindset and there's a lot of validity in there. But then there's also, it's a bit of a psychological thing where it's like you have the heat of the moment, you have the heat of like, okay, we need to like make this launch happen. So during this time, take an opportunity that when people are working on this and trying to perfect everything, you can actually get your pages as optimized as possible from like, and when I mean as optimized as possible, I, I mean, from like a content perspective, I'm a huge fan of obviously the search metrics content experience tool, leveraging this as much as possible in your, in your local markets and make sure your content actually is optimized, get the sort of like SEO nitty gritty because ultimately, and I remember I was doing this quite a bit earlier in my career when I was working with, with small scale startups, Part of the work that I was doing is creating an SEO foundation. I wasn't necessarily creating a sort of like strategy in terms of like, okay, pump out like a bunch of content, get as much as traffic as possible. But I was creating the foundation for them to have to make sure that the likelihood of them getting traffic is as high as possible. And it's the exact same mindset that you should apply when you work with startups, early stage startups, early stage websites, as you do as international. You should have that mindset of like, let me make sure that I have my SEO 101 basics as much as possible. Because the problem is when you start screwing that up, when you start not having that due diligence, again, it sounds high level, but you're you're not setting up yourself for success. And ultimately, six months from now, it's going to take a while for Google to actually index your new site. Let me just be clear on that. It is going to take, it could take six months. You're a brand new website in a brand new market with low authority, low brand awareness. We know how all these three items really work together in SEO. So you want to maximize your chance as much as possible. It seems like there's two strategies here. One is we're going to build the website. We're going to translate all the content. We're going to optimize it, get everything completely wrapped up and push it all live at once and wait for Google to get around to crawling it and ranking it. Or there is, we're going to build a bare bones website. We're going to start building credibility in the local domain. And we're going to constantly be adding on content. Do you have a preference of whether it's better to go through the, you mentioned MVP, minimally viable product stage, or the whole kit and caboodle launch? Hey, Google, here's our new site. Which one's better? I I would say maybe even like a mix of both. Because like the one that you mentioned where it's like, putting everything out there, it can be very time intensive. So I guess like what I'm saying here is like you could launch, let's just say that you have like your blog. So something we didn't maybe like talk about and just just to make sure that everyone's understanding, like do you need to now translate and localize and adapt every single page of your site into the new market? Not necessarily. I think it's, you have to make a business decision of like, okay, well, which pages, which product pages and which informational pages should be available upon launch? Versus which ones can we then spoon feed, spoon feed slowly but surely to the user and to Google? And I think there's no necessarily right or wrong there. It is ultimately based on the resourcing that you're able to get. What you should not and absolutely not make any compromises on is the quality of set pages. 
that you decide to bring it launch. So let's just say the business decision could be like, you know what, our website could have the potential to be, I don't know, 50,000 pages. That's our website for France. But we're going to make a business decision to only launch on day one with 100 pages. That's fine. As long as these 100 pages, you've set the foundation and you set the precedent that this is how these 100 pages should be optimized. And you can slowly but surely spoon feed, launch these pages uh, slowly but surely and build that authority in that manner. And I actually think there's nothing wrong with that. And, and from a business decision, it might even be better because you're doing it less at once. And what's wrong with that? So it sounds like there is the, you'd lean a little bit more on the MVP side of let's go make sure we have the entire site that's functioning. Let's say we're using an e-commerce site, for example. we got to get all the products translated. We have to get the homepage translated, customer service, FAQs. All of that has to be there day one for someone to complete a transaction. But maybe we're not translating our entire blog. Maybe the entire blog isn't relevant because some of it is only applicable in our local market. So we're going to table that for a phase two, an ongoing translation effort or even like product pages like you know the product page demand by market let's just say you have an e-commerce website and you know exactly which nike shoes are searched in the french market and spanish market and you'd be like damn we cannot launch these million pages on day one be like well guess what you'll launch half of it because you know that these ones have the highest likelihood of being searched on the site and then you can launch another section of it a little bit later on and make it a lot more manageable and you can leverage this is a great way to leverage SEO data to make these sort of internal considerations. Yeah, it's not only just the power of SEO data for understanding demand, but also when you're internationalizing, you're trying to think a little bit about user intent, about what people are searching for in a specific country and what path does that lead them to on your website so you can do the least amount of work in terms of internationalization and get the biggest bang for your buck or your yen or your peso or whatever currency you happen to be using in your local market. And we're going to talk a little bit more about user intent in our next episode. So that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks to Sebastian Edgar, Global Lead of SEO for Square. In the third part of this interview, Sebastian and I are going to continue the conversation and talk about optimizing for user intent. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Sebastian, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can visit his personal consulting site, which is seoseb.com. And for the record, I twisted Sebastian's arm. The website is under construction, but you could still use the contact us form if you'd like. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T.
Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to voicesofsearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. If you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed. We're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember the answers are always in the data.